Hello and welcome back to the Road to Rank 1 podcast. I'm your co-host Jack and as always I'm joined by Burjo. Mate, how did Round 7 treat you? Okay, we're off to a blaring start again with Luttrell. I was very happy with him. But um, it just sort of went down here from there. I think for, for most in the Supercoach community it was a pretty low week. Most scoring around the 1,000 mark. Um, yep. 10.20 for me. Saw me drop about another 1,000 ranks, which is annoying because I was on a big streak of green arrows there. So... Still at just inside the top 20k, not exactly where I want to be, but I'm poised. I, I'm ready to make some good moves and pod ones this week and hopefully um, start to soar up those rankings in the next few weeks. Yeah, for myself last week, it was probably just about the worst case scenario. I think I had about 13 of my 17 players go under 55. It was absolutely ridiculous. I scored... 965, I think it was, and dropped only a few K ranks down to 7,000. So at the end of the day, considering it was probably the worst my week could possibly go, I'm not mad with where I've ended up with it. Um, I've sort of put that behind me now, though, to be honest. I'm looking forward to this week, and I think I'm in, still in a pretty good position despite the way I was in last week. And yeah. I've still got a bit of a front row dilemma with Joey Tarpany on by this week, but I think we'll just get through that and then it's uphill from here. Yeah. So today's episode, we'll be talking all things Supercoach following the grind that was around seven. We'll assess the trade-ins and sells for the week and go through some strategy talk. We'll also look at a few under-the-radar options as well as our trades and skippers for round eight. First game of the week, we have South's Penrith and for this one, Keon Kalamatangi. Big out for Souths and Michael Cheekham will come onto an edge. Very good for anyone who looked at Jacob Post last week and got on there. Very good job security for him now. Isaac Thompson also comes back onto the wing with Tane Milne dropping out. For this south side, I start to worry about Cam Murray here. 700k and that bench is looking pretty middle heavy with a lot of players back. They got Burgess and Arrow starting. Sele, Saluka, Fida and Mawali off the bench in the middle. Do you think it's time to part ways with Cam Murray? Yeah, so just going into today, obviously TLT, I was just with Murray. My dilemma was if Arrow is playing edge, because obviously you knew Keon was out. Yep. If Arrow was named on the edge, I think Murray would have been a great hold. But I just, I just feel like Arrow takes away lock minutes. Yep. Because if you look at that team with, with no Havili, the only two guys in there that can play lock are really Arrow and Murray. Yep. And I, I, I'm really scared that Arrow's going to take minutes away. And hence, I just, I, I'm just probably going to move him on. The low score last week was disgusting. Um, he's still probably going to score, right? He'll get you yeah, 60, he still will. 65. I think the minutes drop for him now. And I think at that value at 700k, I'd be happy to cut your losses there and move on. However, he probably is a fine guy to keep running with. He's not going to leak cash as such. But yeah, probably a fine one to move on, in my opinion. Because I think that bench looks the strongest it's been yet for Souths and coming into the Ogen period I wouldn't be surprised if his minutes start to drop slightly. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere for Souths, Trell and Cody, they were the big two players that swung things last week on that Thursday night game against the Dolphins with tons for both of them again. They are on fire do you think Cody can keep up this form? Uh, well not not to this level, With the, ne- the next three games don't read well uh, you got the Panthers this week obviously I think it's Brisbane next and then into Melbourne, which is, you know, it's not ideal. I can't really see him going over, like, 90 in any of those three. Yeah, I agree. But he just needs to do so much to get a big score. Like, 
was that three try assists and a, a try last week. Like, yep. yeah, he's great and all, but the last two weeks have been amazing for him. And like he's he's, he's about to be over eight hundred k after this week. By yep. the way, yeah, um, another neg break even for him. Yeah, at, oh god, seven fifty k. It's ridiculous. Um, yep. He might he'll be more expensive than Munster next week, which is crazy to say. Anyway, um, yeah, he, I don't think he can keep up this level. I don't think anyone will argue that he can. But, you know, looking past this draw, the next three games, he's probably keeper for the rest of the season. Yep, yep, agreed on that. Moving over to the Panthers' side of things, for them, Liam Martin goes out with a re-aggravation of the hamstring injury, and Scott Sorensen named on the edge. The interesting part here, Garner on the extended bench is 18th man at the moment. Man, yeah. So, great news, first of all, for Hosking. That position is more than settled for him. There's probably no doubt whatsoever that he's locked in there rest of the year, barring some awful form. Um, keeper for Hosking. Yeah, well, yeah. He's shown a very good floor. Yeah, I reckon. The 61 last week was pretty solid. Yeah, <laughs> he's updated well. He can score tons on any given week outside Cleary as well. Um, I mean, he's a ke- he's probably a keeper, but like with sort of guys that are going to be on the horizons, like for feeders, Maddows, I mean, you can move worse people on, I think. Yep. Like, yeah. Like, that'll be fine. It's fine to move him on. Like, But I will be keeping him. He's... Not doing any reason to be traded out of my team, not doing anything. So, um, yeah, definitely a keeper for me. Yeah, real good from Hosking. Nathan Cleary, with the Jack White news around origin selection, his retirement from that, it's becoming more likely that we may see Nico Hines play origin as well. If the two of them are in the origin setup in the halves there, Cleary is above 900k now, massive value. Will he be one that we're going to hold through, or will we opt for Hines? Because I don't know if we can take both through that period with us. I've been adamant probably since the start, round one sort of area, that I think I'm going to sell. If if both of them are picked, I will be selling Cleary because I want a halfback. Halfback's one of the highest scoring positions going around. Yep. I want Mitch Moses, who plays all three major buys. He's a captain option in all three major buys. Um, so if they are both picked, I think I'll be moving Cleary on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just think. Nico, just the sense that we brought him in only a couple of weeks ago, it just feels wrong having to sell him so soon after compared to starting with Cleary. But I guess you could sort of take a pick there. Cleary's probably more likely to be rested having just played more footy over the last few yep. years with rep stuff, so you're probably a better chance of Nico backing up from origin. On that as well, um, Nico's draw during that period from 16 to 20... He goes Bulldog. Well, he obviously won't play that game. So from 18 to... So in 18 and 20, which are the games he should play, you get Dragons and Warriors. So they're pretty much captain option games. Whereas Cleary... I don't think it reads quite as well. Roosters, Storm, Dolphins, if he backs up. Yep. Are his sort of games that he'll play, which is not really like much... As, like Then he's not like a genuine caption option in any of those, so... If you're going to sell one over that period, I know it's a very long way away now. Definitely, you want to hold both of them until that period. Yeah, it's a long way down the track still. But yeah, just sort of, I don't know, be flexible around the origin period is what I'll say. Yeah, you can sell guns and just plan to buy them back. Go to have a contingency. Yep. Next game is Para versus Brisbane. Couple heavyweights going at it here for Para. Josh Hodgson back in is the only real movement here with Brendan Hands going back to the bench. 
For para, options emerging from everywhere. Will Panasini has gathered a bit of interest sitting around 610k at centre wing. People I've seen looking at him, for me, I don't like it. Where do you sit with it? Mm, I think the way I traditionally play super coach is that I prefer to target maybe one or two, probably only one high base centre, and then go the rest wingers with high upside. I just think that's the high, that's the better way. You get these wingers when they're doing big runs, like the AJs from a few years ago, like Ronnie last year early on. Yep. Like You want to target the guys who can score maybe hat-trick across two weeks, and then all of a sudden you, you're making big coin and, and uh, getting heaps of good points in your team. But... Centers, I feel they, pre- they sort of present a better floor. Like you're not going to get hurt by a 20 or a 15 in any given week with a winger, but they just don't present that upside. Look at Penasini; he had a try and a try assist. Not only a good score, yeah. But how often do you expect a center to get a try and a try assist? Yeah, exactly. And I think they've been a lot more not reliant, but they've gone to the right edge with Moses Penasini, even Maddo when he's been there the last couple of weeks a lot more often. While that Dill Brown and Sean Lane combination starts to yep. form, that's a good point, and work back into it. I think they haven't looked too smooth down that left edge, so I expect more traffic to go down that left side of the field in the coming weeks. And I think, yes, Panasani's looked very good outside Moses, but I don't expect this attacking output to stay for him. Yeah, he'll be a good option. He'll probably average yep. sixty, but I just don't think you can take him over some of the options at centre wing right now. He's, yeah, he's, he's already made his money, is the thing. Like he, He'll probably still make a little bit more, but one score of 30, and he's crashing right, right all the way back down. Yep. And he's a guy you're going to want. If, if you buy him now, you're holding him through till round 20. Yep. You, you can't sell him before then because he's going to be such a valuable number. So, hence, I'm just not really... I don't know. I just don't see the upside of it. Like it's not, Penasini's not a type of guy that's going to climb me up the ranks, I don't think. Yep. I could be wrong, but I, that's sort of my take. Also for Para, Ryan Madison, absolutely killing it. I think we've seen the flaw that he presents when he plays minutes in the middle, but this week on the edge looked destructive, breaking the line. I think if we could be assured that he was not going to play Origin, I don't think there'd be any hesitation. However, with the Kalama Tungy injury, there's a good chance that Ryan Madison could be the guy that takes a spot that Kalama Tungy could have possibly been moving into. Maddo's been there before in the Origin Arena, but he's killing it at the moment. I can't, I can't really knock anyone for taking a shot on it and hoping that he doesn't play. Yeah, it's too risky for me. Um, Maddo's absolutely great, great option for Super Coach, but if I'm buying, I don't think his price is going to get away from me. Um, that's sort of my thoughts: is that maybe he's seven fifty k at round thirteen when I know if he's going to play Origin or not. Yeah, I just don't think I want to take that risk this far out when there's other options. So I, yeah, he might average 80 from now until the buy, but he, you're absolutely cooked if the he thing, ends up playing 13. Yeah, the thing here as well, if he does, it's not like, oh, will he back up to play this next week? The games they're playing are in the major buy rounds where no one from Origin's playing. So in 13, 16, 19, Para playing, and if he's in Origin all those games, you're getting no input from those mm in those major buy rounds from Matto and that would just sting if you went right now and you only got about five weeks out of him and then you sort of he's a genuine keeper missing. you can't sell him too so it's like you're just sitting with 700k and other people might have a Hudson Young or, or Jack Bird who they're getting points in from those weeks I know 
it's really nice for the next five weeks, but I'm just I'm just worried if he gets picked, you you'll be complaining, and it can so easily happen. Yep. Finally, for Para, there's a lot of Dylan Brown owners already, obviously, but when do you think the time is to start looking hard at Mitch and Moses, and as well for non-Brown owners, him as well, because the time for halfback obviously isn't yet with Moses. Mm. But now with the buy next week from Munster, do you think Munster owners start to look at a switch there next week, possibly? Yeah, I'm considering it. Depends how money goes this week. Yep. Munster comes out and gets another 30, then I'll be tempted. Yep. But uh, bags isn't setting the world on fire at it's all. It's definitely going to move <laughs> this week. Like, I'm, I'm not too... I don't know. I don't know if I really love him as an option in general. Um... Maybe uh, the draw opens up a little bit from here. So round nine nights, then Titans Raiders. So probably want to buy him one of those few because he he absolutely smashed the Raiders last year, didn't he? Yep. At yep. GIO. Yeah. Probably not quite yet. Now yeah. I don't think for either. If you don't own both of them, probably just hold and reassess soon. For the yeah. Broncos, Tom Flegler comes back in his starting front row, and Corey Oates returns to come back on the left wing. Payne Haas, last week, somehow his minutes have increased, played 65, and I think the thing with him was we could live with the damage that he was doing playing, say, 55 minutes, but when he's playing 65, he's not going to go under 75 points. Like, no, he won't. It's just guaranteed every week, and for me and you not owning, hurts. Seeing Tarpany on the bench for us this week, just can't find points or the attacking stats other than that force dropout last week, but Payne Haas <laughs> killing us. Um, where do you sit with him? Well, I want him eventually. I just don't know when. I might just get him in. I might just do it next week and then just not have to worry about front row for a while. But on the other hand, it's like he's going away to origin. I'm, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be hopefully gaining some points back on the, those who already own him. A massive ton hasn't happened yet. But like, who knows? If he gets the offload going and stuff, we we could be we could be losing seventy five points from our option to the people who have Haas. Like, yep. it it sucks. I might just have to take the hit. Hopefully, I can target higher higher upside people and just keep try to claw back uh, points that way. It's just it just sucks. I don't know how. I, I can't justify buying a guy who's already that expensive. Like, yep. He's, I know he's 770k. It's a big price tag. Yeah. It's a tough spot because I want to go somewhere else at front row forward that is going to play good amount of games in the buy rounds and get my points back there. But I just don't love any of the options, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. Reese Walsh keeps producing. Looks like he might have had a slow one on the cards against the Titans um, and just came through again. More points for him. Didn't quite match the trail for you, but just as well. Where do you sit with Walsh as a non-owner? Do you hope the people are hopping off him soon? Or are you sitting there going, no, that's all right, you can keep him, it's going to slow down? I'm just waiting for a low one because I thought this week was the week when he's on seven after 39 minutes and then you got that junk try assist at on half time there and I was like yep it begins and then he just went non-stop Benef- beneficiary of a Symbian but as a Wachell owner it's not like I can complain about that <laughs> um, yeah 
keep riding it out. If I had him, keep riding it out. Well, myself, I've been sort of just planning the sell for probably about three weeks now. I've just been saying, oh, it's coming soon, the low one. I'll hop off here. I was thinking of just under 700K. I was like, yeah, I'll hop off this soon. And now it's about 800K. He just hasn't really gone well, under like 80, 85 mm. yet. So he just keeps producing. But I think when the low one does come, which tough matchups after this para game, I don't mind this para matchup for him. But after that, it gets quite harder, this um, yeah. Broncos draw. So I think week. I think there will be a low score for him then. And honestly, I'm not going to be mad when it happens because there are guys at fullback that could be quite fun to flip to for quite a profit. Yeah, I like Teddy. Yep, about 600k this week I almost, with 130-odd yeah. break even, pretty big. I almost teased it to a few sort of Walsh owners that go to Teddy this week. Like, you know, the guy in first, um, he's playing a bit of fullback roulette. I wouldn't be surprised to see him hop off Walsh or Latrell for Teddy this week. Yep, against the Dragons, it's, yep. If I was trying to extend my lead, I would do it because no one owns him up the top. And everyone's got. If one of these Walsh or Latrell goes low, and they're you know not the best matchups, mm. you, you, he he could be extending that lead massively. And if I was right up there, I'd consider doing that. Yep. But um, there is the chance though, Caelan Ponga returning, that he does come into fullback and Walsh is available. Which in which case would be ridiculous. We um to not own Walsh during that that buy that uh, round thirteen. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to buy him no matter what if he, if if uh, Ponga plays. Although I think both of them will be in the Oh, yeah, I'd say he'll probably be somewhere. Both will be in the 17, in my opinion. But it means that Walsh will be backing up and stuff. You can probably hold him through. There really is a world where you hold Walsh all year. Yep. I definitely didn't think there was originally buying him, but it's emerged. If he just... He keeps popping up in good spots, and it's off the back of Adam Reynolds, and I don't see the scores slowing down too much unless they just get beaten by a better side and he just doesn't get the opportunity. Injury's probably the only thing I think that can derail the Broncos at the moment. They are flying. Yep. Moving on to the Dogs Sharks for the Bulldogs. Jacob Carraz. Um, very unfortunate injury there. Knee probably a few weeks. I think MCL. Yep. Um, Jaden Ockenbaugh moves to the bench so Declan Casey and Braden Burns get wing spots. Neither super coach options. Braden Burns about 500k. Declan Casey fullback only so nothing there that helps us. Tavita Pangai Jr. in his first game last week scored 50-odd. The offload was out. He looked good. The minutes weren't bad in his first game. I just think the problem is, will he stay on the field for us mm. to even be able to look and be confident? I thought he played amazing. I really liked what I saw. Um, yeah, you can't you can't trust him. Well, I think you, you got burnt by him last year, so there's yep. a lot of players out there. Um He's been nothing but good to me in 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 the past, but uh, he's just such a liability in terms of suspensions, injuries, anything can happen. Don't buy him this week, I don't think, because he his price still won't change. Um, get another look. Let's just because he, he's also um, in the presser. Uh, Seraldo came out and said that's not he sort of expected TPJ to play less minutes than he did on on Sunday night. So yeah. I'm like. Uh, maybe maybe 45 is what he's going to play every week and mm. you don't really want him playing 45 you want him maybe pushing 60 55 area and even with the offload if he's playing that many minutes the ceiling for super coach isn't good yeah, yeah. it's just capped he's not going to be able to pump out a good enough floor even with the attacking upside and offload mm. and I think just in the 
morning game now. How many blokes we're seeing at Simbin suspended? He's just such a big risk there. I mean, if he kills it this week and shows even more than he did against Parra, then maybe. Yeah. I just can't back it. I'm watching it, and I'll be watching it very closely as a guy who's in the market for a front row next week. The price tag's very good at 525k. Yeah, it's value. Um, I wouldn't be buying him this week, as I said before. Just not, not for me. Yeah, on the other hand, Max King sitting at 610k with dual position... Played about 70 minutes this week for, I think, 80 super coach points. He's a real... In a pack that hasn't been set all year, he's been the bloke that's been consistent and been there throughout. He continues to score well, and I think in a position where we don't really know where the points are coming from, he's not an awful option at the moment. He's the king of meat and potatoes. He just, you know, punches it up the middle, makes his tackles... Doesn't do anything wrong. Doesn't make errors. He, just meat and potato. I, I, I love him. I, I, he gets through mins. Like he, he's an absolute legend. Um, super coach option at six hundred and ten k. I don't. I don't think so. Not when Tohu's twenty k more. I doesn't play thirteen. He's top dollar for sort of what he's worth. As I was saying before, I like to target upside. Maybe it's not always the best way to play super coach, but. King's just very meat and potatoes. Yeah, I can't argue with that. He provides a great floor and, I think, reliability, but you're not going to be able to gain... Do what worse, I suppose. You're not going to gain too much going with him, especially with a buyer schedule that doesn't help you in the short term. No, yeah. For the Sharks, there's no changes for them, same 17. Ronaldo Multalo with the Kiara's injury emerges as an option. Mm -hmm. Top dollar as he's... Been scoring tries over the last month or so, putting up good super coach scores. He's about 700k. Do you think he is a play this week? Do you think? I think you could. It's a massive pod. No one owns him. Um, the one thing is the draw is pretty good. I th- yeah, draw is a, the draw looks really nice, especially with Nico back. They 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 can score points in anyone. Um, and he's probably good for a try pretty much every game. He 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 looks real good. Um, line break machine too. I th- I'd just worry about the price tag. I think if it's 200k for less, I prefer the right winger. Yeah, possibly. Honest. I think I prefer Sione Katoa out there for 200k less because I think your you, you sort of high-priced centre wings at the moment are all sort of showing themselves and they've got a, a higher ceiling than Ronaldo but also a better floor. And that's your Maju, Manu, Garrick types. Whereas... I can grab Katoa, play him on good matchups, and I've got the identical upside from Ronaldo, but still, still sort of a bad floor. But I'm not paying. I'm paying two hundred k less. Yeah, I'd say Katoa gets slightly less opportunity than Mortalo, but it's not much. It's close. It's, it's not much close. in it. So I don't think I can argue with that. Honestly, I think Sione Katoa. There's not really anyone looking to bring him in. It's a pretty good option. I don't reckon a lot of people would look at and yeah, as you said pretty similar production I'm to likely Mortala. to do it next week very likely to do it next week moving on to the Cowboys Knights game for the Cowboys Jason Taumalolo out and Jordy McLean will return in the front row with Ruben Cotter at lock the oh, I <laughs> I wasted so much time myself on this on Jake Granville I thought he was probably going to be named to start I wasn't expecting to be named at front row. 
Um, I probably should have seen that coming. I thought there was a lot of opportunity there to go Grant down to Granville, but with the way things are, he'll probably still get good minutes. He'll probably still play about 40, 50, but I don't think he'll have enough to nearly warrant being safe enough to play weekly. If you have another hooker and you've sort of got a Grant Marnie thing going, you probably can. I don't mind that. But yeah, I was considering running Granville as my first hooker. I was going to do it if the team list came out the way that I was hoping it would and it didn't. But yeah, Granville not an option now. No, I don't think so. Um, in what, well, unless you had, yeah, as you said, Grant and Marnie or Grant and Cheese, maybe. I think Cheese's time could be coming, though. Mm. Well, no, I'm saying I would sell Grant and hold, oh, yeah, hold yeah. Marnie or Cheese, to yep. be honest. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because, um, yeah, we'll get to that later, but I'm very keen on selling Grant. Um, yeah, you could probably do it. <laughs> but I think... I don't think he's playable now, though. Yeah, if it goes wrong, there's not really a whole lot you can do. He's going to play 13. Uh, he'll get dual as well, which yeah. is quite enticing. Um, not for me, in my position with uh, Grant and Luke up there. But I think I, that's what a lot of people would have now, most, unless they had a lot of patience and held on to cheese. Yeah. Or somehow paid up for Grant and money. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be... Yeah, you definitely don't want to run him and Luke. I don't think I'd really want to run him in a cheese money type. But, I mean, if you need money desperately, you can probably cash in Grant to Granville. It sounds disgusting. They'll be cashing in. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the edge, though, Jack Kajeski, any interest there? No real edges on the bench that I think will take anything off. Mitch Dunn typically was an edge, but he's been playing middle recently. Where did... Did he play last week? Um, yeah, he played last week and played, I think, 65 minutes on the bench. I think it was a pretty average score off the top 34. of my head. Um, he's 246k, actually. Yeah, so bottom dollar. Um, you could get a fair whack of time out of him now on that edge, to be honest. Well, I think definitely Luki... one to look at next week, give it one more week. But possible downgrade option soon. Potentially. When's Wookie back? Um, Hill and Lukey. Note to news. Uh, 10 to 11 for Lukey. So probably... Probably not. Kind of murders Gazeski there. But, you know what, if he, if he comes out and scores a try this week... You could get a couple... Meg B E next. 246k, maybe. Maybe you could do it. He'll play big minutes in Origin, you suspect. In uh, round 13, you suspect with Nano out. Yep. Yeah, he should be on an edge there. You could maybe do worse. So just, yeah, maybe maybe watch that one. Yeah, um, for the Knights, Kalen Ponga returns, which is a very, very big thing for this Knights side. Really affects a lot of players. And Jacob Saifidi also back from suspension. Kalen Ponga, is he in your plans? Because he's pretty heavily in mine, I think. Mm, yeah, yeah, he, he's on the radar. Um, for 400 and something K in a few weeks yeah. when, when that one's out. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, Origin is a annoying factor it's going to chop it up and it's going to be one to find it's going to be very tough to find the timing yep but if we can do maybe a double five eight switch over a few weeks or maybe in the same week of Munster to Brown Katoa to Ponga that's financially and in terms of Odin maybe sounds alright uh, just something to throw out there and um, Katoa is not going to be much cheaper than Ponga soon so yeah. definitely one could be luxury, but we obviously want to see how he goes, but he looks really good in round one. 
Hence why I bought him, and he scored one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've all, we've been burnt about four times now. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I think it is four times actually. Now. I'm, I'm looking at Ponga. There's no chance he backs up if he does play Origin though. That's the other thing that I'm kind of sucks. I'm pretty sure he. Billy said that it's in Kalen's hands. Yeah. So I think if Kalen says he wants to play, I think he will be picked at fullback. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Um, probably wouldn't buy him until I know. Maybe, maybe. And there's still cash to drop, so it's down the line. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one to get the timing right, but potentially a very high upside play if you can get it yeah. right at the right time. Their matchups aren't amazing. So if he does play Origin, he'll miss 13, they have a buy in 14, he'll play 15. Yeah, I don't think you can buy him if he plays Ogren at all. I don't think you can. Lockie Miller at 750k, is he a sell? Because mm. obviously Penrith, tough matchup, scored 32 against them, but we don't really expect our fullbacks to do well against Penrith, as we saw with Tom Trevojevic. Very high price tag. I don't think you're going to have the luxury of selling him this week, but you could cash him in. is massive. You could cash him in big time at 750k if he's not in your long-term plans. I don't think I will. Oh, buy in round 10. Cowboys, para, buy, Titans, not the worst. Um, I mean, if you needed to get to... If you had no other option to get to Joey Manu, maybe you could sell, sell Miller. I think he's a nice pod to have, though. The play's 13, probably a captain option in that one. Yeah. Um, oh, as long as he still has the goal-kicking... I don't well, see why yeah, he, he, yeah, he will. Yeah, Pong is not going to come and take it. So, um, yeah, I think I think I'd just hold him. You, you, man, if you, as I said, Manu is the only guy I'd be selling him to if I if I had to sell him. Yeah, can't argue with that. Anything else you want to touch on for the Knights? Because there's a lot of moving pieces um, in that team. Um, Marju, I think he's just really good. Don't sell him. I've seen a few people talk about selling him. Twenty um, percent owned. Happy to be in that 20%. 42 last week. Didn't get a lot of opportunity. He even Quite almost, impressed, to be he honest. He almost scored. He, he looked really good in his, his hit-ups. He almost got over for a couple for a try. Yeah. Toll got onto him very late, and he almost, he almost got there. Um, there's going to be opportunity for this guy. I'm more than happy with that 42 against Penrith. Left wing with Ponga back against, if you remember, cast your mind back to about two, three weeks ago when Alofiana Canpiero was coming off a terrible score. And he's playing against the Cowboys, left wing, Kyle Feld out there. Yep. He's hopeless. He's hopeless in defence. So he went 117 with five line breaks. I could say, obviously, Mar- I'm not going to expect that from Marju, but with Ponga back, that left he side. He only needs one of them to score very Bradman well. Bradman Best, say. you know, he just needs one or two tries and get 120. And this left edge, the Cowboys have conceded a lot, the left wingers, so... I like it. I, I I really like him this week. I think he's going to score me really good points, and I'm very happy to to own him. Yep, agree. Shout out on to that. Me. Yeah. Next game: Dolphins, Titans for the Finns. Kenny Bromwich suspended. Felice Kafusi comes back onto an edge. So Connolly Lamulu owners Woo. get a few more. However long Bromwich is out. He's out for, for one week. It was early play for one. Yeah, so I'm probably going to have to move. Oh, I might. So do we expect Felice to make Origin? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... I've, With, I've, the way he started the year, I think he's the first picked on an edge for them, to be honest. I think he will. I think you're right, too. So I'm probably just going to hold Connolly because his duel's really valuable. I'm not going to play him. Well, he's going to play decent enough minutes off the bench. I think Bromwich, Kenny 
Bromwich is in, will start an edge, move to middle, and he'll still play. That's more than minutes. likely. But there's also there's a world where Kbrom starts lock. That was what when Kafu before Kafusi got suspended, that was named, and then obviously Kafusi dropped out. Kbrom to the edge. So there's potential. I don't think Wamuu hasn't played well enough to do that though. I don't think. No. So unless he absolutely brains it this week, yeah, I wouldn't be playing him in the future. But I'm I'm very happy to own him this week. Um, his his value isn't too high, so he's no. probably not going to leak too much cash either. Yeah, I'll just I'll just hold him through, play him 13 when Kafusi's out, then then sell. The duel is so valuable. He's the reason I can get Manu this week. Is because I've got Connolly sitting in my center wing. Yep. So um I'm I'm really I'm really happy to have that. It's so handy. Um, but yeah, not. Yeah, I wish I didn't play him last week. I, I, I should have just. I should have considered it. I didn't, it didn't really come into my mind. Um, but yeah, this week I'm. I'm really excited. That left edge is where he scored good points. Yep. Early in the season, so keep an eye out on him. Good one this week, and I think from there on he's probably a hold through to thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, I'll let you take the floor on this one. Probably the talking point of the week for you. Jeremy Marshall King. Mm. Break even about 29, just under 620k. I'll let you go with this. Okay. So my sort of pod move this week is selling Harry Grant to Jeremy Marshall King. Grant, over 100 break even. 30 last week. He probably loses 100k unless he goes massive this week, which is, is possible. The buy next round. Buy next round. Um... I think... And then three games up until Origin yep. after that for Grant. And with Luke, at Sonny Luke being my second hooker, I think I'm likely to sell Grant anyway because I don't love having no hooker in round 13. Yep. So I think I was likely to sell Grant anyway and the only other hooker I'd want would be JMK. And financially, it makes the most sense now. With Grant with the big VE, JMK with the low one. They swap prices in two weeks' time. They should swap prices. They both have a buy from now until 13, which is, you know, I'm, I'm sort of hedging that JMK can match Grant over the next few weeks. Yep. More than possible. Only out, Grant's averaging 70, JMK's 67.1 with a sim bin in there. So, you know. In a month's time, though, that's when the points you hope will start to come in for It's a long-term play. Grant could come out and go 120 this week, but I still think I can be ahead. From well, the thing is, Marshall King misses one game between 13 and yep. 20. We've talked about it. Dolphins and Warriors are the only teams with one buy only between 13 to 20. And Grant, I had a look, likely to miss four during that period. Um, if he backs up for all of them, I think it was thing it looks like it was three. It looked like it might be might miss three games, but I don't expect him to back up for all of them. I don't think. The Stormer is desperate, no. as we sort of expected. They could so, have been through this period earlier in the year. It could be anywhere from four to six that Grant misses. Yep. So I'm, I'm I'm more than happy to make that trade. It It's risky. I understand the risk involved. I understand that it could be luxury. But it's it's the season for pods. Um, I like JMK's role. He has to do everything for this team. They got pretty much fogged last week, and he still scored 72. So... Out of all the players who only miss one game between 13 and 20 out of the Dolphins and Warriors sides that will be available, not playing Origin, I think Marshall King is now the standout. I think In I terms think of right. highest averaging, yeah. I think he's going to be the best value there. And as we've said with Grant's availability, I think it's a great time to make that move. Yeah. 2.5%, what's not to like as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has to do everything for his team. He's locked into 80 minutes. Well, he's the key playmaker. 
Yeah, yeah, he really is. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I'm probably doing it. I don't actually have to do it to finance anything. Yeah, it's not a move anyone has to make. So anyone listening, like, it's not like you have to go sell Grant for Marshall King. No. Grant will score well over the next month, but it's just sort of taking a risk that we will sort of somehow get up 100 points in the long term. It's a long term play and potential for good short term short term outcome as well. It's just. I think I'm going to have to sell Grant eventually anyway. JMK is the only guy I want. And financially, I'm scared it's going to get out of reach. If Grant drops 150k in the next few weeks, JMK gains another 80k. It's near impossible. Yep. And the other the other thing is, if that happens and Grant you know, isn't doing too well, isn't setting the world on fire, people want to sell him through, through Origin, JMK might be out of reach for most. I'm I'm more than happy to make that trade right now. Um, as I said, not for everyone. I like a pod. This is this is what I'm doing. Yeah, for the Titans, Aaron Shop and Young Isaac for Malawi out. Jojo Fafita will be on the wing, and Philip Sammy in the centres. Poor Shop. Yeah, he just hasn't really set the world on fire this yep. season. Eh? He was so good for the Dogs. Feel bad for him. He's getting a bag though. Seven fifty k a year is not bad. But um yeah no I do I do feel for him he hasn't really hasn't really clicked for him out in that edge. Yep. Um Dave Fafita, he has just been killing it without doing too much. Every week just massive base and power. Every week he looks like he's going to set up a couple tries or score him himself and he just hasn't. He's right at boiling point and I think there'll be a game soon where he goes huge. Yeah, well, it, it could very well be this one. Um, the non-owners deserve to be hurt. Uh, I, I hate to say it, but he's been amazing. Like, I, Fafita is probably, other than like Latrell when he had his good draw, the player I look forward to in my team watching the most. Yeah. Because he's just... He looks great. So reliable. He's got base this year. Can you believe it? He's got 82. <laughs> he's got 82 with... One line break in there. I mean, real attacking stats, some offloads. Um, that's incredible. Um, he's he he might not even play Origin. He probably does. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm not going to buy there's, him now. There's a world where he doesn't because though because I don't know mm. if I'll have him through that period. And I don't know how much value I get out of hopping on him now. But he just looks amazing. Yeah, I the, wish I started with him. The one twenty's coming. I I finally got him right. I just need him to just you know. Really reward you now. Yeah, he's still pretty lowly up. He's only at 20%, I think. Have a look. He's at 23%. That's ridiculously low for him, I think, yep. the way the way that he's performed. It, he hasn't scored a try yet. I think in general, though, as we're about to touch on, this left-hand side for the Titans is becoming real good. Yep. There's a lot of points in them. We saw Brian Kelly even 80, yep. get rewarded for that. Last week, Foran's going, Fafita's going, Campiera's getting on the end of stuff. It's looking great for that whole side. BK's a good player, Brian Kelly, I yep. reckon. He Well, he's, he does some stupid shit like in defence and makes a few errors, but God, he, he can definitely attack. He, he, he can offload and break tackles. I said it when Sami got moved and Kelly got, there, got that spot in round two. Mm. I said there might be a bit more attack here for Campiera. Yep. And it's really eventuated for that whole left edge. Foran is such an underrated play. He just needs to stay in the park. Yep. And they look like they really like going left as well. So um, I really like all of these guys. 
even it sounds crazy, but even BK, yeah, as an option, I he's at, he's at about four ninety k. While we should be here this week, if he does well again, I'll be looking at him. Yeah, that's not crazy. Yeah. I think also Alexander Brimson on the extended for this game. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come in. It'll be interesting to see what happens there though, because me and you were talking before. Jaden Campbell at halfback on the right edge might not be the worst play for them. Tanner yeah. Boyd hasn't been bad, but he hasn't set the world on fire, and I think Campbell just looks great. As someone who's been critical of Campbell's sort of, you know, consistency in the past, like, I've thought that maybe, you know, he does, it was when I owned for feeder, I was like, he's got good hands and all that sort of stuff, and he, he's prone to an error. He's been amazing this mm. season. I, I've talent. been so impressed by him. I really, I liked him in his rookie year as well. I thought he had a down year last year. But he's looked so aggressive, and I, I really like the look of him. I think he needs to be out there for 80. If he, if he does end up on the bench when Brimson is returning, whether it's this week or next week, I, he can't stay at the club. He's got to be a starting player somewhere. Yeah, Tanner Boyd's been good without being great. I, from Holbrook, you got a big decision. Yep, big decision so. when, when Brimo's fit. Moving on to Tigers, Manly for the Tigers. Adam Dewey, Brent Naden are out. And young Buller will be mm. playing at fullback for them, yep. Jareem Buller. Staines moves to the wing. And interesting, very interestingly, Dane Laurie and Tommy Talao are both on the bench. Yeah. Admittedly, they do have Offhand Gowie and Twile there, who are pretty big minute middles, as well as Clemmer starting. But just odd there. Yeah, the, the is, Tigers is, are interesting at the moment. Is, is that Sheen sort of hedging that the young fella may not do great at fullback and Laurie could be useful there? But I don't get to allow. Is he maybe in consideration to play back row? Or is it Capella might move to back row to allow into the centres? It's it's weird. Uh, that seems pretty likely, I guess. I just don't get why you carry him there. So who's... Well, Bateman maybe shifts to the middle during the game... Oh, I don't know. I, I'm keen to w- look at it. And it's weird. <laughs> sort of assess it. Johnny Bateman. Yeah, I said a couple of weeks ago. I didn't yeah. mind the look of him. Um, Fuck, he played well the other week against Parra. Yeah. Very, like, 80 minutes twice only this year. But I feel like he, they need him on there for as long as possible. Well, he's been going through the middle as well. Yeah, he looks um, good. If he plays 80 middle and edge, very nice premium option. There's, there's a lot of 2RFs going around What's at the What's the averaging at the moment? Average 61 and a half. But that's with a 58 minute and a 67 minute when we got um, the dogs flogged him. Yeah. Well, well, flogged him for half the game. Yeah. So, I. Yeah, I really liked the look of him against Paris, so just keep him on your radar, I yep. reckon. I like that. Um, Junior Tupo. An interest in him. I think he might have the smallest break even this of them, week. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a negative break right even, sure, about. Somewhere in the 400k range. Yeah, yeah, he's got the shortest because well, Trindle's the the smallest, but he's Trindle. He's long gone. So yeah, Tupo, yeah, negative 24. I'll tell you what, he's he's a real good footy player. If he was anywhere but the Tigers, I would be very interested. Yeah. So I looked at him last week because I needed. Uh, obviously, I had this whole downgrade issue where I was looking at host, I was looking at Couchman, I was looking at all these guys. And Tupo was one of them, obviously on bye last week, so would have would have had to wait for now. Yep. But the next two games for them are Manly Penrith. This would kill it for him. The yep. cash gen could pump out a twenty. Cash gen's gone, yep. so might go right against Manly this week. But yeah, he just um, 
I don't trust the Tigers, and I don't trust those two games. Well, we were interested forced. in him after trials, eh? Hey? Yes, I. Um, he didn't get picked round one. If he picked was picked round one, I would have gone him. I ended up getting Talau. I had Talau, CNK, or Tupo. I wanted to get one of them. I ended up going with Talau. Obviously, that was the, the worst possible one. Yeah. But um, I really liked him. I thought he, I thought he was the standout for them in the trials. So he's he's loose though. He's he's got errors in him. Hopefully Shane doesn't drop him, but the potential's there. The base, the base is really solid. Yep, tackle breaking. Yep, uh, offloading as well. Um, you could do worse, but he's already four thirty k. I liked it at three thirty, and I liked, I liked when they had a bit of a better draw. At I the think you've got to miss it. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Like, I wouldn't be buying him. Um, Stefano Tolikamanu, I sold him off last week. You still own him. Where are we at with him? Because last game he played against Para Easter Monday, he was very disappointing. Yeah, we've got to go soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to work out when. Um, I'm going to hold him this week with taps on the buy. I guess you've just got to find the right option. Next that's, week, that's I'm probably moving him on. If TPJ looks good, that's who I'll be buying. Yep. Fair enough there. For Manly, Kelma Tulungi out due to the HIA protocols. And Josh Schuster is named once again. Will play this week. I think finally we can say with confidence that we think he will actually be playing. Oh, yeah. Ruben Garrick back in, and Sean Kepi in good news for <laughs> us owners. <laughs> He's back onto the bench. Due to Bullamore yeah. moving onto the edge. Yeah. Um, Ruben Garrick, big one for him. And this Joey Manu news, it means that we might have him at much lower ownership this week than we sort of expected. I'm stoked. I'm, I'm really stoked about um, this Garrick news because... Or the Manu news, obviously. Yep. that Because people just... Kiro's have to buy money. Kiro straight to Garrick was the no-brainer for everyone. Everyone keeps calling it the easiest trade ever, <laughs> the easiest trade of the year. Well, yeah, obviously it's pretty much of a no-brainer, but like you, you know, I don't, I don't like how people keep saying that. Anyway, yeah, Garrick, Garrick could go a ton easily this week. Could match his be. He could kick ten goals possibly. Yeah. Like who could knows? Be With Manly ceiling, I really like Schuster back for him. Yep. And yeah, yeah, I like definitely. Schuster back for the whole team. That's, that's nothing against Cooper Johns or even K.O. Weeks when he played at 5'8". They're both pretty good young footballers, but Schuster really digs into the line. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's because he's so big. He's not scared. He gets right right deep into the, the line. That's the thing. A lot of halfbacks in NRL now, they're petrified of the line, and they'll yep. sort of just hit the block play, not actually dig in. But Schuster, he gets deep into the line, and that creates so much space on this left edge. So... Love Garrick this week as a play. Could be anything. Could yep. be massive. Joshua start, could be a start this week. I don't think I will be playing him due to the depth I have in positions not named front row forward at the moment. But definitely a play if you can. Yeah, I'm probably playing him over CNK this week just because I, I, I think the upside is anything against the Tigers. It's about, he's carved him up in the past too. Like, big time. I, I, really, um, I really like him out there. Yep, just quietly. This probably, if the buy schedule was better, I'd like it more. But Taniela Paseca, he's been in some great form. A few of those forwards are a good option. He's, he only, he's one of the guys like TPJ that probably needs about 50 minutes to really do some damage. And he's a tackle buster. The offload's coming through for him. Sitting under 500k, I don't think you get much better value at front row forward under 500k than Paseca. So Finally reaching his potential. Yeah, I think I think you're right. It's a good shout. Also, Baltimore. Maybe playing 80 this week. Only one week, though. One too, week, too but, 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 hear me out. If Hamalway plays Origin... Yeah, through you get, Origin, You through, get another yeah. 80 and I think on you the will. edge. I think you will, so... So, um... Possibly. 
Maybe. <laughs> he's cheap and all. Dual position. So um, you can get him in front he's of He's actually been pretty good. Like, I've been a massive critic of him in the past. He's actually been all right this year. Yep. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm not looking at him. But, like, 300, 300K, wherever he's at. Dual playing 80 this week. Probably plays 80 in round 13. You know, maybe a shout. Not for me, but maybe a shout. Yep. Fair call on that. Moving on to the Roosters-Dragons game for the Roosters. Mass changes here. Nat Butcher out. Sam Walker dropped. Joey Manu, 5'8". The talk of the town. Momorowski comes into the centres, so the chat about who would be goal-kicking that solved it will be Momorowski. Angus Crichton returns in the back row, and Satili Tupanua on the bench. So a lot of movement this week for the Roosters. Joey Manu... I thought I was going to be able to get him under the radar. Next week. Still playing yeah. at, at centre next week and hope he got a big score there with no one owning. Obviously, that's not going to come into fruition. Just about everyone will be hopping on this week for good reason. He could score 150 yeah. in a spine position. He's already moved up the third on the most traded and it's only been TLT for about almost two hours now. So, yeah, he, um, he'll he be the most traded in come, come Thursday night. For such good reason, I average over hundred or five eight. Like, there's not much to think about it. That's even if yep. you don't have a Kiraz to sell, find a way to get him in. And I might even captain him. I might even captain him. Yeah, it's an option. I don't <laughs> it, know if it's I'll... a bit loose, but I might even captain. He's that good. Yep. Anything to add on Manu? Because um, I think we could sing his praises on the damage he does in spine positions all day. But yeah, just. Do whatever you can to get him in. Um, I'm selling a guy like Murray. I'm, you know, they say don't sell a gun. I need Manu. He's, he's going to be vital over the origin reality. period, yeah. as he always is. That's the thing. He is the best origin cover you can get. And now that everyone's got him, I think you have to get him too, playing yeah. a 5 Yes, exactly. So. Um, you could maybe, if, 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 you, if you had like a million other fires to put out and you can't buy him, Maybe you don't own Kiraz. You should maybe wait a week, 110 BE. But if you can do it, you can be you can be 80 points minimum behind. Yep. This guy, he just offloads, tackle bust. Oh, he's one of those players that can run across the field and palm off seven blokes, and there's 14 super coach points for you just yep. from palming blokes off. If you if you want to go look at it. Go last year, go NRL supercoachstats.com, go last year, look at his game versus the Raiders where he scored basically 100 in base. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That was at fullback, but the point sort of still stands for his 5'8". Like, he, any spine position, he's going to be amazing. Obviously, 191 last year at Santa Coast Stadium, you were there. Yep. Not owning him. I was at home, <laughs> captain on him. Uh, Two very different moods there. But, yeah, just he's he's unbelievable. I'm not going to get into that game, but all I'll say, I think there was two occasions where I've seen someone burrowing from dummy half. Please be Sam Merrill's. No, he stands up and it's the bloke wearing the fucking six. So he hasn't like, done that this year, has he? He hasn't he done the burrow. It could be this week. I think people are starting to realise, oh, he sort of does that every time. But yeah, um, just do whatever you can, fellas. Yep. Um, he's a freak. Yep. It's Jay Manu. Another freak, James Tedesco at 600k with a break even. Over 100 once again. As we said, it could go a week early on him, get ahead this round, even though the break even doesn't suggest it. No one's going to do it. 
big balls move going Latrell or Walsh to him, but it, he could win points. I might do it next week. Latrell's still going to neg BE, so... Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty true, actually. He's still <laughs> I, can't, I physically can't tell him with a negative BE. That's very true. With the way Walsh is scored, I don't think you can tell him either. I... I've tried to put it out of my head the stuff that Latrell's been doing the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Latrell is going to be... Yeah, he could neg 15 BE. <sighs> <laughs> at 800k so I I, I think I'm, I'm definitely going to hold him but if Luttrell pumps out like a 40 which I don't I don't think he can really yeah, no, it's not impossible for him but if he did I'll be buying Teddy next week yep keep your eye on him yep. for the Dragons Jaden Sewer out and Murdoch Masilla will start for you and the rest of the owners going to be getting <laughs> a lovely 25 to 30 points there from him hopefully in the yes. front row this week with no tarpening um couple centre wing options for the Dragons that we've been touching on for a while. Jack Bird looked really good again last week. Another 60, I think it was, in the back row. Um, I just worry about his upside. I worry outside of Moan how much good attacking ball he'll be able to get the upside of sort of busting over for a try. Mm, just, I don't really like the Dragons overall for their upside. Like they Plays just... around 13, has dual position. Reasonable price. There's a lot of things to write about him, but I just don't like his situation. Price shouldn't get away from me is the reality. No, no. Like, I might bring him in later. Um, yep. DPP is amazing. Obviously, we talked about that last week. Um, I'm not buying him just because Manu exists. Ronaldo exists. Garrick exists. There's yep. these guys who you're gonna who have this upside, which I talked about before. But when I when I when I sort of introduced that concept of targeting the upside in the center wings. I said I want one guy who's got the really solid floor. He's one. Just in case everyone gets 20, I want Jack Bird there to score me 65 or or one of those, like a penis like we talked about before. Like one of those guys who's going to, you know, score decent in base. Yep. But. Probably not now. Not now when these guys like have amazing draws and like, like Garrick has amazing floor as well, like with the goal kicking. So yep. just, I just think they're all better options. Obviously, they're more expensive. But from Jack Bird to... Manu's only 40k. Yep. And it's only 100k from Bird up to Matto as well and for Fida. So, like, he's not cheap. No. So, I don't, I don't really think it's an option at the moment. One guy that could be getting pretty cheap, Zach Lomax. Really cheap. Not kicking goals at the moment, just missing, not really getting the <laughs> ball on the left edge. He's not hitting his straps at all yet, but I think once we get to round 13, if he's sitting around that 500k mark, which he very easily could be, He'll definitely be one to keep an eye on just in the hope that he can crash over. Always got such a solid four, doesn't he? Like yep. Well when he when he's actually when the goals are going in, he's always presents a fifty four. Yep. And sixty he can get without a try, like he he's really solid. Um just keep your eye on him. Yeah, I don't really like the positional change over the left either. No, I mean, not at all. He doesn't. He, lo- he looks a lot well, less dangerous there as a right-handed ball carrier. Yeah, right-hand ball carrier, left-hand fend doesn't make any sense out there, and the right-hand flick pass. I don't know why that's happened. I think I think it might have been because he wanted him to put the flick pass away. Old hook could have been. <laughs> it very much could have been. He did. Reason. He did. He did overuse it last year a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but um, wait and see. I think big time. Uh. Very cheap. Going to get very cheap. He's yep. going to be cheaper than AKP soon. So Keep an eye on him. Yeah, round 13, obviously. Yep. For the Storm, they're going up against the Warriors in the other Anzac Day clash, and Tui Kamakamikta is suspended. How many weeks? Do you, do you know how many you got? Two or three? It's, no, I think I think it would have been two or three, but I haven't actually looked at yeah, it okay. because it was very late. It was shoulder, so I'd assume Could be two or three. Yep. Nelson returns 
in the front row and Nick Meany returns to fullbacks. The spine goes back to as it was for them. For all these Storm players in general, they've got the bye next week and the popular ones in Munster Grant, Christian Welch, also going to Origin soon. Who can we sell before this buy and the origin period out of those Munster, Grant, Welch, even Eli Katoa? They're probably not all sells. I think you can sell them all. I I, yeah, I, I wouldn't I, be I rushing to sell. Any, yeah. Like I think they're all they're all fine sells over the next few weeks. I you probably can't have all four though. Next no, week. I wouldn't have. I'd, I'd be selling Grant first, Welch next week, obviously to Tohu type, TPJ maybe. And then I'm happy to hold Munster and Eli Katoa. Yep. But Eli Katoa is disposable. If you if Katoa was to show his floor again in this game and get another 30, 40 type score, I think I'd be okay mm. moving him on. And I think the only difference between Munster and Grant is probably the fact that Grant, he's probably got that floor of around 40-odd. And we see him you know, play well and he'll certainly get 90. There's just more chance with Munster that he could kill you moving him on too early. He can still give you a 130. Yeah, whereas Grant, yeah, I feel like Grant can go 110, like, maximum. But I feel like JMK, like, maybe I'm only losing 50 points that week, but I can make that up later. Like, I don't really want to take on any of the other 5-8 options against Munster. I'm happy to take on JMK versus Grant, but I, I, don't, I don't think I can, I can go against Cam, especially after he just scored 113. The other week, obviously played fullback last week. Probably a bit rusty in that position. Fair to say. Yeah, yeah, and it was an absolute grind of a game. Stop start. Meany back is going to be massive for this team. Um, yeah, he's been very good. As we've said multiple times, he's been great and will probably help. Interesting the game. There. This one. On yeah, day. very, very much will be. So yeah, I think any of these guys you can sell from Melbourne. Yeah, I think Grant is probably the first to go if you had all four, followed by Welch. And then Munster and Katoa are probably yep. more luxury. Yeah, if I had all four, Grant this week, I would sell. Don't have to, obviously, but I, I think I would. I think you benefit. And then next too. week, I would sell Welch to a better front row. That seems like a no-brainer. And then Munster and Ecat, just play it by ear. Yep. For the Warriors, Murata Niakore returns to the back row, so Josh Curran is on the bench, and Justin Longer plays prop. Still no Barnett for the Warriors, and Dylan Walker is playing 5-8 still. However, this pack still looks very strong. Curran, Sirenen, Ale, and Pontiafoa all on the bench. Um, Tolu Harris, a guy we've been ready and targeting for a while. Last week in his return, big drop in hit-up numbers for him. Um, only scored 12 points Yeah. hit-ups. Six, six points from over eight meter carries and six from under. Earlier in the year, he was scoring twenty to twenty four from hit ups. That worries me. Also, a slight drop in minutes. Played sixty five yeah. last week, and with there's only more guys to come back here. No one's going to Origin. I worry about Tohu. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit worried too. But going to give him the benefit of the doubt here that he hasn't played for the last two weeks. In this one, I think that might have been the lower minutes. He still got a try assist, so the score wasn't bad. But if you know, if he keeps this up for another couple of weeks, he might be even cheaper for us. And I still think I'm going to look to buy him eventually. 
Yep. I'd love to be hopping on him this week, but what I saw, it really worries me. As well in the first half of the Dogs game when he got the knee injury, in that one as well, the hit-up numbers were ruled down in the 40 minutes that he played. Yep. So it just scares me a bit that the floor that we saw at the start, it was about 60, 65. What if that becomes 40, 45? It's not, yeah, it's not ideal. Keep an eye on it. I still think he's the premium option. Yep. But, uh... Obviously, you know. as we said, the buy schedule is great for him. So if he yep. can provide that floor... No again, rush to grab him is sort of what this is This is indicating. There's no rush to grab him, but I still want to grab him. Yep. Um, Jackson Ford also could be in a bit of strife here in terms of job security. Yeah. But not a must move now. Like, he was terrible last week. <laughs> it was really, really bad. But um, played 80 still, right? Yeah. So yep. It's fine, I reckon. I worry that... 80 might not be there consistently, though, for him in the future. Yeah, I'm happy to just have him sit there till yep. till round 13. Until he starts leaking cash, it's not a big problem. Yeah, I'll, he'll be one I'll move on before 16, though, I think. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to hold him all the way through to 19. So, yeah, uh, he, he's not setting the world on fire, but just don't play him is my sort of take. I've got the depth to not play him, so. Yeah, agreed on that. Yeah. Your that segment. will do us for the TLT review. Moving on to some strategy talk, I have done some analysis on the cheapy center wings, as I think a big point now for everyone is looking at the main four out of Campiera, Taruva, Warbrick, and Alamotti and deciding who needs to go first. I think a lot probably would have already sold one. You've sold Alamotti, I sold Warbrick. So I've just had a look at some of the numbers for them, and the averages are all very similar. Campiera, 51... Alamotti, I've only put down his stats at centre because I think we can agree the games at wing are very yep. outlier-like. We yep. should probably look at his stats at centre. Averaging 46 at centre, two of 45, and Warwick 44. So all very similar. For the base and power, obviously, Campiera, we all know, has a pretty <laughs> low floor. It's not as bad as I think... We thought it was twenty two. That's actually that's a lot better than I thought it was. But not awful. You can imagine the minuses if you factor in the minuses. Yeah, yeah, the negatives. <laughs> that's not included in that base and power, so yeah. it probably brings that down to nearly fifteen. Yeah. Um, Warbrick thirty one solid, Taruva thirty six, and Alamotti actually leads with yeah. thirty seven. That's uh, that doesn't surprise me. Tackle bus. That does not surprise me. And yeah, offloading as well. Yeah. He's the only one out there. He's good. Offload. He's good. In terms of attack, which is obviously where Campieri exceeds, 28 points a game from attackers in try, try assists, contributions, and line break, line break assists. Yep. Next is Warbrick with 14 points a game. Yep. And Alamotti with nine, Truva with seven. Seven playing on the left wing for Penrith. Blame it, yeah, Isaac Tongo for that. <laughs> break evens, there's not too much difference in all of them. All sitting around 40, 50. Campieri is a bit higher at 70 due to the value being higher for him. But I think Alamotti, everyone sort of is the first they want to move on. But He's this, the least value as well. This suggests to me it's 360k. He might just be the most reliable here. I don't know if I'd want to move him on at that price. If you're going to downgrade to a Croker Dunstar, you're getting 80 to 120k. It's not much, is it? It also <laughs> depends what you want to take from it. Because from a Taruva standpoint, do you believe that he's going to be getting more attacking stats in the future? Probably not. Yeah. Well, I beg to differ. So when I look at this, this data you've presented, I think that seven is unsustainably low. 
Yeah. Potentially a hot take, but I think that seven is unsustainably low. Dust like I think, you know, Awamotti's base might be. I think I think Awamotti's base is acceptable. I think AKP's base is probably what we expect. I, I, the only stat that I see there that I just don't think will sustain is seven in attack. Is it like do we really think? I don't know. I just think that has potential to increase, and I wouldn't be selling Taruba. So in that seven for Taruba, that is the double against tries, Canberra. Right? There's two tries, and there's been one line break. One line break only. That, that, why, that, uh, that's it's mainly, across yeah. six games, that for Taruba. Yep. Oh, I don't know if that keeps up for him. So mm. he could, Yeah, that could easily increase. Who are you moving on first out of these? If you were someone that had all four of them, okay. and obviously one would have yep. to go. Warbrick. Rank them one to four out of who you're going to keep. I'd go Warbrick first. Then I, I think I like to hold the other three in general. Yep. Yeah, um, I agree there. Maybe, so if I had to list them, Warbrick would go first, Alamotti would go next, Taruva would go... Those two are coin flip. Taruva would go... If I had to sell one now, Taruva would go now. Mm-hmm. But if I had to sell one like long-term, AKP would go. Yeah, I think I'm pretty similar. Warbrick, I agree, goes first for me. And then Alamotti's second still, but I think he's not as... He's closer to the other two than he is close to Warbrick, I yeah, think. Yeah, I agree. I think there's still cash in him. He just needs a try or an assist to get it going because he's, he's very playable. Yeah, He's probably going to give you a 40 if he can just get a whole game at centres. In the last two weeks, he's gone to the wing. If the Dogs can just get a game without the whole team getting injured, would be nice. And then, you know, maybe he can actually get some attack. No, I really actually like Alamotti, even as a play in most weeks. So. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I genuinely don't mind I'm him. happy to still have him, and I think there could be 150k in him still at one point this year if he can string together a couple good performances where he has that base of just under 40 accompanied with a try, because obviously the try this week, but playing on the wing, it really hurt him. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if you're looking at moving someone on out of these four, I think Warwick's the first to go. I agree. And then I think people look at this BE for AKP. I think it's achievable. And you got to remember how, how B is determined is based on your rolling average, and he's got that 16 in there. It comes out next week. So BE will drop. Yep. Yeah, so I, I think that's fine. Same thing really applies to Warwick. I don't think there's any rush to sell any of them, but obviously people would have to buy money this week. So one may have to yeah. go for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if someone has to go, I, I think Warwick's the one. That's who I'd be selling first, and then, yeah, Alamodi, Taruva, AKP in that order. Yep. Moving on to the pod segment, three players with low ownership we like having a look at. Mm. Who have we got here? All right, Sean Lane, 0.5. Um, really expensive at the moment. Cash Massive to drop. B. Cash to drop. Lots of cash to drop. Going to be cheap soon. They're going to have two RFs who are going to be sort of on their selling point. Yep. Keep your eye on him. That connection with Dual Brown won't only get better. One of my favourite players from last year, Sean Lane. It's possibly only three weeks away. He's played his two games now. We could get three cash drops out of him and have him possibly 100k, 120k cheaper around the 600k mark. Yeah, very which, nice. Which could be unders for him with the attacking upside he could present yep. over the origin period. Job security, amazing too. Yep. No, no worries, no red flags, um, offloads, attacking stats will come. Um, yeah, just hopefully he gets checked for us. Yep. Big thing there. Ryan Madison, another one to throw in that sort of power pile. Um, 3.1%. We've talked about him before. I like him in general. Locking in the scores that he can provide of around 70-odd 
weekly at that ownership, it's handy. Yeah, I did um sort of express my concerns about his origin potential yep. and how I don't really like that. Uh, I'm going to wait till 13, right on the brink. Yep. And then I'll decide if I want to bring him on or not. Yep. Yeah, but I don't mind people going early because the scores will be good for now. They really will be. Mm-hmm. And then a guy who was in my side until I saw TLT and Murdoch Masilla was named, so I didn't need a front rower. Uh, Tevita Pangai Jr. Um, I really liked what I saw Yep. last week. I really, really the liked The offloading what I saw. straight away. Yeah. Really, really good potential there. Yeah. 1.5%. That's more than I thought. <laughs> people took the risk last week. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, a few people did. Um, fair enough. Bigger balls than me. I'm going to wait a week. Yep. And then if he pumps out of 60, 65 this week, I'll be very tempted next. Yep, agreed there. Yeah. Moving on to trades and skippers. What are your plans for this week, trades-wise? Okay. Pretty straightforward for me this week, for the first time in a long time. Um, also, first I want to say, my trade last week was Kiro's out the Nickel Clockstar. Obviously, Chance did not do well. But how lucky does a man have to, like, how lucky can a man get by trading out a guy who did his MCL yeah. everyone owns and got six? I couldn't believe that. I, I, I that what a masterstroke for me. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so this week, hopefully get the same, same amount of luck. Um, Grant out, Marshall King in. Yep. Yep. I talked about it before. You guys know my reason, and it's just because I, I think I'm going to want to do it later. It makes the most sense financially. I don't want it to get away from me. Yep. Just going to do it now. Lock it in. Going to look good for the next two weeks, that's for sure, when, yep. when he's got the buy. Um, and then Joey Marnie's got to come in. So Cam Murray's got to go. I can sell Preston or Hosking instead, but I just think... They Murray, could be handy. They're going to be handy over Origin. I, I don't see a need to sell them. They're high ownership. Murray's not setting the world on fire. Most of the people up the top have sold already. So, yeah, moving him on. Yep. Fair moves there. For me, trades this week. First one is very simple. Kiraz to Joey Manu. Um, absolute no-brainer. Really no thought that needs to go into that whatsoever. And my thought process for the second trade is there is so much that I like about Granted JMK but I've used a lot of trades and I'd really love to just hold one up my sleeve this week because I think I'm going to have to be making two again next week however it's probably just an opportunity that I can't pass up on so I'm very likely to be doing Granted JMK I'm probably 99% set on that the the 80k will help you next week as well maybe maybe how you said you wanted to do two moves next week you can do it in one maybe you can get your your front row from in one move instead of you know like it, I think that eighty k is gonna be valuable. Yep. And you don't want to be sitting there with Grant on buy next week and like oh Jane Cage just smashed it. I want to get. I want to do that trade now. Yeah. You can't. You've, you've you fi- I feel like you physically can't do it next week when he's on buy. Because no. that the, the the prices might flip. Like uh, it's just not. I don't know. I don't think it's feasible. Yeah. For skippers this week, options have Ooh. options have come out now. I think too many options. This is very dependent on what the percentages look like come, say, Thursday night. I think most likely I'm going to go Walsh vice-captain into Hines' captain. Yeah. I think Hines, he just looks like such a good option. We're seeing the, the dogs just keep Safe, giving up points, one. unfortunately. Safest one, right? He, he should I hate go to captain Nani. against our doggies. You have done it multiple times, so you obviously <laughs> Pretty don't much every week, captain, yeah. <laughs> but it's worked pretty well for you, to be fair. So I think Hines is most likely... I don't think I have nuts to go Manu. 
I think Greg Marju has a great matchup as well, and he's an underrated option. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Good I, shout. I, even Munster in the Anzac Day game, Ooh. I don't hate that either, but I think I'm just going to back Hines, given he's not... Yeah, oh, yeah. it just depends on the percentages, but I think I'll go Hines. There's so many floating around. And the way I look at my side, I think I'm set enough to... I'm, I'm, I'm set up for this week to have a good week. So I feel like I'm just going to lock in 90 points minimum with Hines. Yep. Sort of my plan. And then hopefully Garrick brains it. Hopefully all, um, Marju, all my Tafafita, all those sort of guys. Right? Obviously, I'm not I'm not going to captain them, even though I think they're going to score well, even maybe better than Hines. Yeah, just take the points, but, especially. Yeah, and I think I'm just going to take Hines, guaranteed 90, and just move from there. I think that's that sort of seems like the safest option. Turbo's a very good shout, though. Yeah. Also, I didn't even Hines, Turbo, C yeah. Turbo. Yeah. That, that's the... That's very the nice. Um, you have... I think... If I was going to captain Turbo, I would go VC Hines. I don't want nothing on Hines. Yeah, no, that's I think Hines has to have something on him. The way, what he's done in the past. Um, yeah, I think you have to have something on Hines. I think it's also worth mentioning as well in this segment that last week I did not buy Tom Marley. I oh, right, yeah. I bought Hame Sele in the Thursday night game when he was starting. They scored the same points last week, low 30s. I am worried about Sele this week with their bench that he may only get 20 to 30 minutes. But if I do only get 20 points from him this week, then so be it. So yeah, I'm rolling out Sele and Kepi, this, Kepi in um, the front row forward this it's week. Not, it's not great. It's arguably better than Stefano and Ben Murdoch myself. <laughs> that is <true>. <laughs> The <laughs> only thing is we're both getting killed by house owners. So. Jeez. Yep. The, um... Around that, though, my team's looking... Real good. Oh, yeah. Reserve wise, um, I think I'm gonna have to sit Shulstone. I really wanted to play him. Yep. Um, it's him or Cam Piera, yeah. and I think I've got to play Cam Piera. I really Ooh. just want to go him against the Finns. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Where, yeah. Where are you at with your reserves? Oh, my reserves. So I've got actually a few interesting starts. It's I'm sitting Charles Nickel Cookstar, my big purchase from last week. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, so I agree I, with sitting him. In I'm forward. sitting him for Cam Piera and playing Schuster over Chance, playing Schuster over Ford. Over Warbrick, over Taruva. Yeah, I'm sitting Taruva as yeah. well. And I'm, I haven't sat Taruva much, but I'm doing... You know, I'm pretty... Con- I've watched... This is the week Taruva's going to score a double. <laughs> now they're both sitting. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm happy with how the side's looking. Like, I don't have to play AKP Taruva Warbrick every week because I've got Chance there, who I'm, I'm obviously not playing this week, but I feel like he's going to be okay. He's going to be safe most weeks. He's, he actually scored... Pretty well in their tougher matchups this year. Yep. Scored well against the Chooks. Scored well against um, uh, Sharkies. Yeah. Struggled last week, but hopefully that's more of an outlier. I was, yeah, kind of shocked. But, but anyway, yeah. He just wasn't as involved. Oh, he didn't score well against the Chooks. That's the game we got at HIA. But um, he's 70 against the Knights in round one, 92 the other week too. So uh, he's, he scored all right. Yep. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how the whole team's set up other than front row. Same, same issue as you. Yeah, front row is just a wasteland. And fixing we... it next week, though. Hopefully. Yeah. Stefano out. Well, tomorrow, I've got to someone. fix it next week unless someone replaces LA or Kepi next week. So. <laughs> Yikes. All right. That'll about do us for today. Yep, that'll do us. Um, good luck to all in round eight. Hope you'll have a great week. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you all next Friday. Yes, sir. Not Friday, Wednesday. <laughs> Bye, Manu.